Welcome back to Tracking Our History, a feature of the United States Marine Corps Vietnam Tankers Association. This is episode 42 and features Ron Colucci. Ron Colucci and I got to know each other at our last reunion back in September of 2021. The reunion was a little smaller in numbers and so it was easier to get around and talk with a few more tankers than usual. One of the things the listening audience should recognize is that more than 50 years have passed, and with time comes development of ideas and concerns. As a result, lots of us have different opinions on many a matter from uh, that involves religion, politics, economics, and the like. But the one thing we share in common is the brotherhood that Marines have. That is the glue that binds all of us, especially tankers. My daddy served in the army We lost his right eye But he flew a flag out in our yard Till the day that he died He wanted my mother, my brother, my sister and me To grow up and live happy in the land of the free Now this nation that I love is falling under attack A mighty sucker punch came flying in from somewhere in the back Soon as we could see clearly through our big black eye, man, we lit up your world like the Fourth of July. At this time, I'd like to introduce to my listening audience Ron Colucci. Welcome aboard, Ron. Nice to have you on the podcast. Could you share with our listeners how first how you became a Marine? Well, uh, when I was growing up, my family was not very rich, or kind of on the poor side, you might say. So there was college was definitely out. So back then, mostly everybody from Roselle Park, New Jersey, was about not even middle class. Some of them, you know. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them, they just went in the military. Mm-hmm. So I decided that I wanted to go in the Marines. Of course, that raised uh, a lot of stuff with my family. No, no, you can't go in. Uh, this, that, we won't sign. I said, Well, I'm 18. I can sign myself in. Huh. And um, I went in under the buddy program with a friend of mine. What a joke that was. I went to a little booth uh-huh. up at Five Points. And I just I signed the papers. And I went on the six-month delay program. I was already in the Marines six months before I graduated high school. Oh, wow. Okay. So when I graduated high school, I think it was on the 23rd of June, the 26th. I was on a train heading to Paris Island. Okay. Back then, they did a train. It yep. took like two days or two or three days to get there. It stopped here, picked up people, stopped there, picked up people. And then uh, we we got to uh, boot camp. And, of course, you know that the uh, buddy program's a real joke because you can't talk to them anyhow. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> so... That, that's how I, I got in, into the Marines, I guess, because I wanted to be in the best, and uh, I did, and I was the only Marine in the family, actually, until my, what, great? Great nephew. Great, great nephew. Wow. He's, uh, he's, he's now somewhere on a, out there in the ocean somewhere with the wing. Oh. So. Oh, okay. Uh, Other than that. Uh, now, boot camp back then was was pretty rough. Of course, as you know, we were in the old old barracks from World War II with no air conditioning during the summertime. Right. So I'll, I'll just 
I was I was doing pretty good. I was doing pretty good at hiding from my my DIs, you know. <laughs> yes, I understand that. Except one day, oh, that one day, the senior drill instructor comes down. He walks down. He stops in front of me, and he goes, "Colucci, you know what? Private doesn't know, sir. You look like my dog, and I hated that dog." Everything went downhill after that. Eric had motivation and everything. Oh, man. Well. And anyhow, uh, made it through boot camp. And I was surprised that I actually got tanks. Oh, okay. And I really didn't have to go to Vietnam either. Oh. And the final review, as we're, we're getting our orders, it says that I'm going to be a tanker. I'm going to go to Vietnam. My ultimate duty station, 8th and I, Marine Barracks, Washington, D.C. Oh. So then the D.I. goes, does anybody have a, a father or a brother over in Vietnam? So I raised my hand. Huh? The only one to raise my hand. And he goes, if you sign this paper, you know, it's like a, you can go with the rest of the Marines. So what am I going to do? Not sign that waiver? Yeah. Of course I'm going to sign it. Sure. So I signed it, and off we went. And we went to tank school. Mm -hmm. And at uh, tank school, I met two other guys. Uh, it was um, Jimmy Jimmy Epps. He was uh, KIA later. And uh, Pat Heggie, WIA, medevac out of country. Mm -hmm. And me, we used to, we hung together. And um, we, for entertainment, we we go in the Oceanside, California on a on a Friday night. Mm -hmm. We get somebody to buy us a bottle of booze because <laughs> we were all underage. We were nineteen. Right. Then we go to the all night, you know, get some get some mixers and go to the all night movie theater. Get screwed up. Watch the movie about three or four times, I think. <laughs> Get on a bus in the morning, come back and hit hit brunch on Saturday. The <laughs> big the big time out. Yeah. And um, after tank school was over, we all went to Vietnam. Okay. You know, and um, we all, the three of us, actually got in the same unit. Oh. We got in the first Marine, first Marine Division, uh -huh. first tank, first tank battalion. Yeah. B Company, 4th Platoon at Amois. Oh, wow. now, now, Pat, he lasted about a month and a half. Oh. And he got his um, his hand his hand or part of his hand blown off by an RPG oh. Oh. at Amois when he had, when he was at a, uh, they had a small air airfield there that took in C-130s and helicopters and had a, a slot there for a tank to guard it at night. The tank took an RPG and took his hand or part of it. Well, wow. didn't hear from him anymore. And in uh, May, Jimmy went out went out on, a, on an operation, and I think it was in Arizona territory. They were assaulting a tree line, and he, he took an RPG. He was driving, and uh, he was killed almost instantly. Uh, well. Wow. Uh, yeah, Cena, Cena was there with him. He was on that tank with him. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, that's and then myself actually myself I was wounded when a huge mine hit our tank hit a tank I'll get to this too later yeah sure and that and I was medevaced out of country because I was paralyzed to the waist down but I was lucky because my hit my pelvis was broken oh so I was very lucky on that one yeah yeah and, um, they got all three of us in the end well wow. this was um, May of what year excuse me what what year was this May of of what year 1969. 69. Okay. Okay. I got there January 14th. We all got there January 14th. Okay. Okay. So then it was like supposed to be a, a mini tet, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think it was maybe in, uh, it was about maybe February or March. Mm -hmm. we, were, we were all in our, no, we, EMR was a bad place to be at because they were always taking mortars and rockets and they were always, they were always uh, probing the lines and shooting RPGs at you and, and at all the outposts and everything. So I guess the, the uh, sappers got in and they blew up the ammo dump. Oh, wow. So we were all in our, we were right next, almost right next to the ammo dump. And this was that night. So we were all in our rack, but in our rack, um, you know, with our tent, mm -hmm. we had sandbags around it, you know. Yep. And then there was big explosions going off, and something went right through the center of our tent and knocked people out and knocked guys out of the rack. Oh, wow. That happened to be an eight-inch round that never went off. Oh. But, and then they had, um, it took probably... The middle of the next day to get them all out of there and then kill them. Jeez. My uh, my um, mother and father um, cut out an article in the newspaper about that about that, which they said fourteen Marines were killed. Wow. We didn't lose any tankers yeah. at that time, anyhow. But that was really like the Fourth of July. I mean, you could see. <laughs> You, you 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 could see the shock wave coming towards you, and you knew. And when it hit, I saw. Yeah. I mean, we were jumping around all over the place. Wow. Uh, and it was like um, kind of like during the rainy season, you know. Uh huh. And the mud up in Hawaii was like up to your hips. Jeez. Up to the tank bandages. It was really bad. Yeah. So we were really. Doing um, most of the time, we were doing the uh, you know, guard duty at the Amwa. We were also doing uh, the road sweeps, and the road sweeps were terrible. We go from Amwa halfway down Liberty Liberty Road, and then from Fulock Six, another tank would come and do the other half. Oh, okay. Okay. We would lose two to three grunts every day. That's just on our side. I don't know how many lost on the other way coming oh, up. Yeah. That's how dangerous it was. The mi the mines, the booby traps, the snipers. Those poor grunts, they were they really got it. And then we also did the um and the you know, the ran the convoys. Oh right. We ran the convoys, you know. And sometimes we would stop at the end of the road and look, right? So we were we were stopped at the we were stopped on the side of the road one time, and we're sitting on top of the tank, you know, bullshitting. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, there's like a, a puff of smoke out in the rice paddy. 
And there's another puff of smoke a little closer. Then another one. And then one goes right off the turret. I said, uh-oh. So we all jump in the tank, turn the gun around, put a beehive in there, to the exact me- where, where we thought the, you know, the sniper was at, and let loose with the beehive. Uh-huh. Well, we didn't hear from him anymore, so <laughs> he got, got the shit scared out of him where he was killed. Yeah. If I could stop you for a second, can you explain to the audience uh, a little more about what a beehive round is? Oh, a beehive round is a round that has a dial, has a dial on the front of it, on the top of it, right. and it goes into how many meters? So it's 100 meters, 200 meters, 300 meters, 500 meters. You dial that into how many meters you want for that round to explode and, and release all of these darts. These, these, these little darts will go out. And they were very deadly. Yeah. Very deadly. Yeah. I'm sorry. Thank you. Go, if you could go, go ahead on it. Then. Thank you. I just a little stop there. A what? It was just a little, little, little sidestep there. But please go ahead, go on. All right. Um, so now, then Liberty Bridge, which is also called Fulock Six, there was a um, uh, a ferry there. They they call it a ferry, but it was actually pulled across by a by a, a cable, oh. and it was like. If you sat, if you stood on top of it, it was like it would go down to the left and down to the right. So you're like it's sitting on top of it, and the, the civilians have used that bridge as well. Mm-hmm. I mean that ferry to get across, right? Okay. Yeah. So we were we were um, taking one of our tanks back that was totally wasted. You know, yeah. there wasn't no power packed in it, engine for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it doesn't have that in, it means it has no brakes. Mm-hmm. So we put it, we had a tow bar hitched up to our tank and we were taking it in. We backed it up on top of the, on top of the so-called ferry. Mm-hmm. I was standing on top of the tank. Now there's about 20 or 30 civilians at the end of the, right at the end of the ferry, right there. Okay. You know, they're waiting for going across. Mm-hmm. Someone, I don't, nobody knows who, undid the tow hitch that we had. Oh. Didn't chalk, didn't chalk the tank the track. Uh-huh. Didn't put nothing under the tank track. It started rolling. Uh-huh. I was yelling at these civilians to get out of the way. Dive in the water to get out of the way. Yeah. I don't know, language barrier, whatever. They were picking up your things, your little kids and whatever. But that tank ran over all of them civilian. Oh, wow. It dragged them all into the water. The river right there turned red. Bodies were floating down the river. We were trying to pull people out of the water. I pulled one older old woman out. Her leg was just hanging on by the thread. Jimmy, he was Jimmy, who he was killed K.I. In, in May. This was before May. Okay. He pulled a baby out, and the brains were hanging off. Oh, yeah. Nobody knows how many people were killed. 
And when they finally got the tank out of the middle of the river, the only thing sticking up was the gun tube. Uh-huh. It took two tanks and three Amtraks to pull that thing out. When they pulled it out, they pulled out a couple bodies outside out of the turret that were sucked in and drowned. Oh, wow. Then when they finally got it to a battalion, they found a baby behind the fire bottles in the driver's compartment. But the whole thing about this thing is nobody ever knew about this. It was never reported. Oh, wow. Nowhere. Interesting. Yeah. So, now, Liberty Bridge, we used to spend uh, a week at a time there with one tank. And then they had um, they had a um, a float. It was a, like you know a float would have some tanks on it. It was some kind of H and S company. Right. So they were going to take it over. They took it over for one week or whatever it was. They had two tanks there. Right. Yep. Now this is where the Fulock Six. Was, was actually pretty small. They had an artillery battery off to the right, and then they had some mortars and, and then, you know, trenches and barbed wire and all that stuff. Right. So they, they got hit at night, and they were, they were, they were getting overrun. Mm-hmm. So we were coming from Anwar, at just in the middle of the night, Anwar, to re- for relief, you know, we had grunts and six buys, this that. And we had our, our our tank was a lead tank, okay, and we were we were going down the road, but it was really pitch black, so I was going fairly slow. So then the the tank commander goes, turn the lights on, turn your lights on. At that point, I said, I'm done. Hmm. I thought an RPG was coming straight for me when they right between those lights. Yeah. Well, but no, we didn't. We didn't get any RPGs. That's straight ahead, anyhow, yeah. from the side. But we ran. We ran through all the roadblocks. I mean, we ran right through them. Even the Arvins. The Arvins wouldn't let us in. So we ran right through them. Yeah. And then we got pretty close to Full Lock Six, and the road was blown. We couldn't go any further because the road was gone. Yeah. They blew it. Wow. And it was and it was couldn't go into the rice paddies because they were they were um, wet. Sure. So we finally finally got through in the morning. And in the morning, it, that place was a wreck. There was a lot of dead bodies everywhere. Matter of fact, there was a Seabees uh, were were digging a trench, and they were dumping all these NVA and VC bodies in it, and just rolling dirt right over them with a bulldozer. Yeah. But they lost a lot of Marines that day, too, yeah. that night. Yeah. That's, that was, that, you were there for that, or that, did I understand that correctly? Well, we were on the relief coming down from oh. Anwar. Okay, and gotcha. We finally broke through in the morning. Gotcha, okay. But, you know, when we got there, it was over. And actually, the two tanks that were up there, they, they took some took some pretty good RPG hits, but they didn't lose any tankers, which was a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and um, 
Oh. Well, we were at Anwa. I was talking about the rockets that were coming, the 122s and stuff. Yeah. Well, we were um, doing maintenance on our tank. We were putting new track on our tank. We had everybody was out doing maintenance on their tank. Uh-huh. And I was talking to our our, our gunner. We called him Ghost because his name was his name was Schreckengoss, but we called him Ghost for short. Uh-huh. It was our gunner. I was standing right next to him, then all of a sudden, all these rockets came in. I didn't know it at the time. It's all I saw was white smoke. Mm-hmm. Just, everything just turned white, and then I heard big bangs. Mm-hmm. And then when everything cleared, Ghost was laying down on the ground, oh. and he was hit right. He was hit right right through this almost. Right through his stomach with a piece of shrapnel oh, that came came out his back. Mm-hmm. But at that time, they didn't know it came out his back, so they were doing dressing in the front of it. But he looked dead to me because he looked like a dead deer with his eyes. Yeah. But they said he was alive on the chopper, but he died on the way in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how I didn't get hit, mm-hmm. but there was also quite a few other casualties people who did get hit but they didn't they didn't die but they had some pretty serious ones that were matter of fact going back to the state and they never came back again Uh, that was a very very bad place to be at and even after that i think it was in what was it march or april might have been april we had a we had a full-scale attack out of the village that was right in front of us. There was a bill there, uh-huh. village, and um, they were they were shooting heavy heavy weapons out of there at us, recoilless uh, rifles, mortars, everything. Oh. And 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 uh, a ground attack, a major ground attack coming out. Mm-hmm. So we had four tanks online. <clears throat> the left of us we had a, a 105 battery. And then Charlie Company had a couple of tanks to our right. And they were in the Ville doing this, and then they were coming out, hiding behind civilians. Oh, jeez. But then we finally, we got the word to open fire. Oh. So we opened fire. Yeah. And I was, I was actually loader at that time. And when I was running up to the tank, I almost got nailed by a machine gun. I jumped in the tank. And and then the tank commander radioed down, tell me what type of round this throw was. So I'll throw HE round it. Throw HE round it. Mm-hmm. Couple HE rounds. And then it, then it got it got down to throw throw down, uh, you know, um, beehive round. Right. 300 meters. Then it was getting down to 200 meters, wow. stuff like that. Then it finally went down to the canister round, which is a, a big shotgun round, yeah. Like, yeah. like like buckshot. Then yeah. he also said, uh, "Willie Peter." They shot the, he shot Willie Peter into the bill, and the bill started burning. Yeah. Then he could see, he could see everybody running around out there, and a team coming at you. He would also radio down for me to shoot the 30. Mm-hmm. Because you know the solenoids never worked because he was supposed to shoot it from up there, right? 
So he would have me shoot the 30. And stoke, shoot the 30. I went through three boxes of ammo with that 30. <laughs> it got jammed up once, and I unjammed it in less than a minute. Uh, I must admit, that was a pretty long burst I gave him. I should have never did that one. Yeah. Uh, and after that was over, in the morning, they never got into our wire. They never got into our wire or into our into Amwad itself. They were all massacred before that. Yeah. Or in the war. The grunts went out, and a friend of mine, a, a grunt that I went to boot camp went, came back and he told me, "Man, you guys killed everything in there." Well, yeah, that was a bad place to be at. Yeah, it sounds like it. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah. There's there's some stark differences between where you guys were in first tanks and where we were in third tanks. Some really really different uh, landscape and and different approaches. The NVA VC used a different approach. Mines were pretty common, but I saw very few booby traps. Yeah, we had um we had a sergeant that came in. His name was John Hill. Mm-hmm. He had already done one tour there. I didn't talk to him that much because he, he was commanding a diff, another tank. And he, right. and he was out. He were in you know, and all this stuff. But little I, I talked with him. I think he's a nice guy. But I understand he was, uh, he was married, had a couple kids. He was on his second tour. Mm-hmm. And we went out on an operation together or, or a sweep of uh, Ganoi Island, oh. which, is, yeah. which is right next to Fulak 6, you know. Yeah. So we left from there with the grunts, and we went in, we went down there and into, into, into uh, you know, and his tank hit a mine during the day and blew up the road wheels, track, whatever. Yeah. So we... Um, we, we we hitched them up and we towed them. Yeah. So then we we sat we sat in for the night. We put them, you know, we dropped the dropped this tank there mm-hmm. to the right, and we went down to the left side of the of the perimeter, which wasn't all that far, and it was less than a hundred yards, I think. Okay. And I had the the, the mid the mid watch, you might say, <laughs> twelve to four watch. Right. So I could see his tank clearly. And about two o'clock in the morning, John's tank opens up with a 50. Oh, wow. It opens up with a 50. I didn't know it was John at that time because I could, I could just see the gun, somebody shooting the 50. Yeah. Then I saw three RPGs head towards the tank and boom, boom, they hit. Some of them hit. Yeah. So. I yelled down inside the tank. Everybody was sleeping inside the tank. Okay. I yelled down inside the tank, RPG. Then I jumped in my driver's seat, put my comm helmet on. Mm-hmm. And I shut up. I says, John's tank got hit mm-hmm. by at least one or two RPGs that I know of. There was three heading that way that I saw. Yeah. So they tried to raise them on the, uh, on the net. They couldn't raise them. So a couple of minutes go by. I said, well, you want me to take a run over there and see what's going on? So after a while, a couple of minutes, I says, okay. So I went up, 
and I got got the grease gun, an extra magazine, and three three grenades, and I ran over there to see what was going on. Don was killed immediately. Oh. The, the 50 was gone. He was killed immediately. Took the full brunt of the RPG. He was dead. The other crew members, two of the crew members were wounded. One wasn't. No, there were three of them. No, they were wounded. No, no, one wasn't. I remember one wasn't. He was a new guy. And they couldn't get, they could not get any chopper in at that time because there was a, a heavy amount of fire coming in. So somebody, I don't know who it was, put a 30 caliber machine gun on top of the tank. And I'm thinking to myself, well, that's pretty stupid. They already know where the tank's at. And they probably went after that tank because they probably knew it was damaged. Yeah. Yeah. So I went up there and took the 30 down with, with the tripod, got a couple of boxes of ammo, and I put it right on the line with the grunts. One of the grunts goes, okay, I'm gonna, I'll be your A gunner. I said, okay. So we're waiting, waiting, and uh, then all of a sudden, I think it was, I'm pretty sure, it was a, it was a, um, uh, a, a helicopter. What was one of them new? What would they? What was that? They had the mini guns on them. Oh, oh, I, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't remember the name. You're not, you, you're not talking yeah. about Puff or something. Anyhow, he, he, he let loose with those mini guns. He went around the perimeter, around a, around a perimeter a couple times, and then all the shit, then everything stopped. So, and in the morning, well, then they got, they got the chopper in, the medevac, the wounded, and the, and the dead, mm-hmm. and John. So, in the morning, the grunts, the grunts would go out. I was going to go out there myself and see if I could pick up a souvenir, but I said, no, nah, nah, I'm going to stay in. I'm going to stay right here. I ain't going out there. Every now and then you could hear pop, pop, pop. Yeah. So, and then we finally got got his tank back. We got up to Fulock 6, and there was a, a retriever waiting there to, to take his tank in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and shortly after that, I, w- I went on R&R. Oh, yeah, you, yeah. Well, that, that, well, you got to hear me. So I'm gonna go on R and R. So I get down there. I'm supposed to go, supposed to go to Australia. Man, I'm I'm roaring to go to Australia. <laughs> I'm ready to get on a plane, and I got bumped off my plane. I got bumped off the plane by an officer. Oh God. So here I am. I'm wandering around Da Nang for about three days. You know. Uh-huh. I said I gotta go somewhere. I told the guy back that's I'm gonna I want the first plane out of here and I don't care where it's going. Right? Yep. Okay. So I, so I get on the plane. And I said, it's going, it's going, it's going. I said, man, this is a long ride. You know where I wound up? Hawaii. Oh no, get it. Oh wow. Hawaii. I'm 19 years old and I wind up in Hawaii. Oh. So I go to the Halikoa Hotel. I get my hotel, uh-huh. right? Put money in my pocket, and I and I go to the first bar. I'm ready, right? Yep. And, and I forgot this is the United States. 
Yeah. I think I'm only 19. So there was a, a bouncer, not a bouncer, like a checker, a, a woman was a checker there, a girl. Mm -hmm. So I gave her my ID and she goes, happy birthday. I said, what do you mean? Well, today's your birthday, August 30th. Uh. Oh. Right, so what's the drinking age? She goes, 20. And I uh -huh. turned 20 and get on over there. <laughs> so... I was going crazy. I was going here and going there. But that was like for, you know, when all the married people meet their wives there and everything yeah, and yeah. girlfriends. You know, I didn't, I, you, know, I went, you know me, Hotel Street, all that, all the stuff you're not supposed to go to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so then I go back to the, I'm uh, getting ready. To, I go back. So now I'm, I'm heading back. And I, and I get up to the, um, the company office mm -hmm. on Hill 55. And they're going, what are you doing here? I said, what do you mean, what am I doing here? I'm done with my R&R. &R. She goes, yeah, well, we were, we were just getting ready to write you up as a deserter. Oh. What do you mean? Well, you were supposed to go to Australia. Then you went to Hawaii. We thought you, you copped another flight and went back to the States. Oh, wow. Because I was fooling around down in Da Nang for three days. Yeah. Oh, wow, uh, okay. So then it's okay. So I only caught the next convoy out and went, went back So after we jumped on 37, I was going then. Mm -hmm. We were on 37 for a while, too. He'll... Well, as AJ was dragging me away from the tank, it started hissing. So I thought it was going to it was gonna blow. Mm -hmm. So I told him, drop me. There's no sense in both of us getting killed. So he ran down the road. I crawled into the rice paddy. And then, it, and then it was it was actually the fire bottles that were going off down in the driver's seat, oh, okay. behind the driver's seat. Uh -huh. So that was nothing. And help came off came came down from Hill 55 pretty quick. Yeah. So then um, they called the medevac in, and they put me in a poncho, dragged me over to the medevac, and they they threw me in there and wound up on a stack of bodies and the, the first thing that i saw was a silver wolf's head ring on this guy's finger oh. it was already in rigor mortis wow. so then we get to get me down to um Penang. um you know, they took x-rays and all this other crap, whatever they did. Mm -hmm. The general came by and gave me a Purple Heart. I was down there for about maybe a week. Okay. Then they sent me over to um, Nikuska Naval Hospital in Japan. Oh, okay. For a couple of weeks. At this, this point in time, 
I finally found out later on. They didn't tell me nothing. Oh, I could be a cripple the rest of my life. Anyhow, yeah. they finally told me that I had all these non-displaced fractures, which means they're not going to put a cast on it. Oh, wow. They just pump you up with dope every couple hours. Jeez. I was in La La Land. Yeah. I finally told them, stop giving me this shit. Yeah. I was getting hooked on it. Yeah. So, from, from the Yakuska Naval Hospital, they sent me to St. Albans in New York. Oh. Now, St. Albans in New York, you got to, you know, they, they flew from Japan over to, uh, where the hell was that? That was, um, when they got uh, Guam, where they had all the B-52s there to refuel. Okay. And then they went from there, and they stopped in Alaska to refuel. That way. Uh-huh. Then they stopped in the Midwest for uh, a night. And then, okay. then the next day, they put me on a smaller plane. Oh, okay. And then that flew into that flew into Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York. Okay. And an ambulance picked me up from there and drove me up to St. Albans. So now we're approaching the main gate to get in in the hospital. Right. All of a sudden, the ambulance stops. Uh, about 15 minutes goes by. I'm saying, how come we can't get in? They got to get the protesters out of the way. Oh, God. I said, run the motherfuckers over. <laughs> so anyhow, we finally got in there. And then eventually I started getting some, some uh, feeling back in my legs. Uh-huh. Then I got up into a um, you know, wheelchair and stuff. And uh, guess what was going on? The World Series. Oh, no kidding. Wow. The Mets. The Mets. 69. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 69. The Miracle so Mets. Yeah. Well, we put the wheelchair, the bus, and we went over there, and they had spots put out for us. Oh, God. So I saw one of the games of the World Series. Oh, how neat. That's great. That was pretty cool. Yeah. But now, after that, they put me down to Brooklyn on med holes, right? Okay. This is a real joke. Now, I'm made Lance Corporal by Meritorious Combat Promotion. Okay. Now I'm a, I'm a Lance Corporal. Now I'm in uh, Med Hole, right? Mm-hmm. So, now, it's in Brooklyn Naval Station, which is a bad part of Brooklyn it was over there. Let me tell you something. I even had a bar named Colucci's, but it was off limits. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, um, they put, they, they, they said, I had to go up and there's a, there's a brig on the fifth floor. Oh. Five floors up. It's got you know, it's got bars on all the windows and everything. Sure. But I go in. I go in this one room. They want me to give this GED exam to these to these prisoners, right? Okay. Okay. I give them all their papers and everything. There's a nice chair sitting over here. So I sit in this chair. If you got any problems with this? Just I'll be right here. So let me know. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going one way in and one way out, and that door's got bars on it, and it's a heavy door. Yeah. One window. So this stat, this sergeant comes by, looks at the window, and he saw me sleeping in the chair. He writes me up. Oh, Lord. Well, this sergeant has never been nowhere. He ain't been to Nam nowhere. Yeah. So now I'm going to office hours. Now, 
is a lieutenant down there. He ain't never been nowhere either. Oh, gosh. Right. So I got railed big yeah. time. I got railed like I got busted down the PFC. Jeez. I got fined two and a half months pay God. and 60 days restriction. Wow. And restriction back in those days was they they brought you to and from your work detail, to and from to and from the head, right. to and from chow, and that's it. You didn't go nowhere. Yeah, yeah. But anyhow, since it was the Christmas holiday, they they waved they waved the they waved everybody's sentence, might say whatever. Uh huh. So I remember. And I told you in the beginning, the ultimate duty stations, Ace and I, Marine Barracks. Right, right. So here I go to Marine Barracks, Washington, D.C. That's uh -huh. a PFC. Yeah, uh-huh. Whoa. I am the lowest ranking individual there. Yeah. Everybody is a corporal and above. Needless to say, I did have mess duty three times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I couldn't. They, they tried me out in March, and that didn't work. I had a slight limp, so they put me in H&S guard section. Mm -hmm. So I guarded the, the main gate and also down at the Navy Yard. Okay. Main gate down there. Mm -hmm. So I'm guarding the main gate, and the CO is coming out. So I salute him. Mm -hmm. The car comes to a screeching halt. He goes, and it backs up. Uh -oh. I'm going, what the fuck did I do now? <laughs> he rolls down the window and he goes to me, what's a PFC doing standing my main gate? This is my post, sir. You are now a Lance Corporal. Oh, wow. Yeah, but I got this shit beat out of me, too. Oh. I even had the body bearers come up from the Navy Yard. Jeez. But anyhow... That's how I made Lance Corporals, though. And I also, I made Corporal after that, uh -huh. pretty fast. And, um, and I was down there for about a year in the guard section. We used to walk Chesty, too, the, the dog. Yeah, we used yeah. to walk him on the weekends. And, and all the people, they would run across the street because they didn't want to be near that dog. <laughs> but uh, and for the parades, of course, you know, we had to get dressed in our blue whites, you know, the white pants and, mm -hmm. and the blue top with all the medals and stuff. That, that's why they wanted everybody to go to, it was an experiment. They wanted everybody to go to Vietnam first and then come back with the medals to show them off. How many people survived Vietnam then went to Ace and I? Yeah. That lasted about, I think, two years before they stopped that. But I was down there in H&S Company for about a year and I got my um, White House clearance. Oh. And I, I went up to Camp David, Maryland and got it, President Nixon. Oh, no kidding. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I was, first I started on, a, I was a corporal, and I started on the fence line. And we had shotguns and 45s, you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and everything, they had these, everything was set up, pressure plates, everything, you know, some, the sex, sex vector, so-and-so, bum, bum, bum. Mm -hmm. We had a hit on there, you go there, of course, it's, it's a deer, you know what I mean? But we did have some people try and test, test, 
test out to see if they can get in. Well, they didn't. And uh, when the president was up, we would have to, you know, uh, pop the presidential flag, get your blue whites, you know, medals and everything, pop the presidential right. flag. Right. I, I was doing that one time, and, and, and Nixon comes by and he goes to me, always oh, said this, Marine, you have enough to eat? Yes, sir. <laughs> all the time. But all those people, I met a lot of people up there. Met all the Eisenhowers. I also met all the people they threw in jail for uh, Watergate. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then also when when Nixon was supposed was supposed to be up at Camp David and he was in China. Uh-huh. We were, we were we were restricted to the base. We, we, we were restricted to there. We couldn't leave until it came out that he was in China. Yeah. But we saw, uh, we saw a lot of dignitaries and a lot, of, a lot of things up there while I was up there. I also made sergeant while I was there. Mm-hmm. I was, I was from, went from the fence line to post number one. And when the president was up, you had all these Secret Service guys up here with the machine guns and all that. And they'd it. They would sit at the, you know, the main gate and stuff. Yeah. And then they're all around. They surround the, the whole whole complex. Yeah. So, then when I made sergeant, then they made sergeant of the guard. So. Oh, wow. Then, by then, we started getting boot. We got a boot lieutenant in. And started, he was just dogging everybody. You know, I was going to stay in. I had everything I wanted. Yeah. They were going to give me my duty station, everything, right? Yep. Yeah. They dogged me so much. This thing, I, I hated it. I said, screw it, I'm getting out. I put in for a, a um, early out to go to college, right? Okay, yeah. One day early out. So I got it. I got out. But guess what? I only needed 30 more days to get my presidential service badge. Oh. <laughs> I yeah, I didn't get that. And that didn't work out. I was in college for a couple of years. That didn't work out. Yeah. And all kind of stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but that was my uh, Marine Corps career. That's you yeah. got you got some cool stuff, man. God, that's great. <laughs> but you know what? Things weren't going too good for me on the outside. Yeah. So I said to myself one day, I got to go back in the military, but I didn't go in the I did not go in the Marine. Oh, okay. That's where I went. By then, I couldn't. I already had a hearing problem by then because I, I tried out for a police department. They said I failed the hearing exam on a higher frequency. I said, What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. I failed it. Yeah. So I tried to get disability from the VA. That didn't happen while you're in here. So I'm 20 some odd years old, 22. I said, Fuck it, I ain't going to bother with it. Yeah. So now, fast forward five years. Huh? I'm going to go in the Navy. Huh. I did not have to go to boot camp because there was a special program for other service veterans. They couldn't get nobody to join the Navy. Oh, okay. Sure. So I went down there and did the physical and everything, take the hearing exam. I failed the hearing exam two times. Miraculously, on the third time, I passed. Oh. So back then, I didn't have to go to the boot camp at the Great Lakes for um, orientation, health records, pay records, firefighting school, and all that crap. Yeah. I didn't even have to shave my beard. I said to trim it down because you're allowed to have beards then. So now I'm in the Navy. Wow. 
I got stuck on the LST as a deck seaman. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. They didn't honor your rank? Make a long story short, make a long story short I did a, I did a um, uh, three month Caribbean with them, and I did a, also a six month med with them before I got a hospital course goal. Mm-hmm. I became a corpsman. I'm going to go this, through this real fast, but um, I also went to advanced school for preventive medicine. Then at the, ten age, at the tender age of 35, I went to Fleet Marine Force School and ran around with the Marine. <laughs> and guess where? Guess where Fleet Marine? I forgot about the Fleet Marine Force School I had to go through eight weeks. Yeah. Guess where that was at? Right <laughs> where the school was. Oh, yeah. Uh, Delmar. Yeah. Yeah. In Delmar. Yeah. And guess what? I wound up in the same barracks I was when I went to tank school. <laughs> well, that was the first class then. So, you know, how they, they, they pushed the, the wall lockers over here and wall off a, a, a place for the, for the NCOs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, petty officer. Right. Right. So, anyhow, I'll make a long story short. I did a tour with them. I got sucked up into Desert Shield, Desert Storm. But I was in the hospital ship Comfort, and I was uh, I was already um, picked to be a chief. I was on um, a chief selectee, so I was initiated at sea off the coast of Saudi Arabia. A chief. Uh huh. I retired in 1993. Chief Hospital Corpsman, Fleet Marine Force. Wow. Sometime when you got time, I got to tell you about my tour with the Marines, the First Marine Brigade in Hawaii. Believe me. Yeah. I did a Westpac with them too. Oh, you did? Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's cool. But they, if I can backtrack for just a second, so they, when you went in, they did not honor your previous rank at all. The no, name. I went. Down, I went down two ranks. I was a deck seaman. Yeah. Oh yeah. They wanted me to be a gunner's mate. I said no. I want to be a corpsman. Yeah. No, but then they put me as first loader on the three inch fifty, so as my um you know, uh general quarters thing. Right. Right. But that was the worst ship you could ever be on as an L S T. Forget about it. Yeah. Era. Yeah. Wow. Sounds like a great career though. I mean <laughs> not I wouldn't think many uh, many people, uh, just anybody, let alone the Marines, yeah. would, would end up at Camp David. That was so the, you know the whole the whole thing with this is in the in the navy like I I went there to check in on my ship right to check to check in uh-huh. had my orders let me everything I was in uniform but I had three rows of ribbons purple heart combat action all this shit yeah and they're looking at me like what is this <laughs> they wouldn't even let me on the ship they thought I was a bomber like this is like these these thrills they have. You try and get on the ship and you say, say your ship is bombed or whatever. That's oh, what I thought I was. Oh, no. It took, me two, it took me two hours to get on that ship. Oh, I had to pull a personnel guy out of to come in. Yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? It was that, that ship was the biggest fiasco, I swear to God. <laughs> and I'm all sunk in the middle of Chesapeake Bay. Yeah. Ballast fouls blew out, blew out, filled main control with 14 feet of water. The pumps didn't work. It's all, it's all, everything was out. Once the main control is built, you have nothing. You have no electric. You have nothing. Everything's out. Uh-huh. And we had a causeways on there because we, we were practicing to go on the med. 
Oh, okay. Well, you know, we had to cut the causeways off because we would have turned, we would have, we'd have tipped right over. We we're leaning over, started so hard, so much. Yeah. So we finally got towed. They had to drop the Coast Guard dropped us pumps, and then we finally got got towed in. Okay. But then we were working seven days a week to get that ship in shape to go in the med. Yeah. Yeah. And we did. We got it done. Yeah. But that was yeah. But that wasn't the only thing that was wrong with that ship. Yeah. On the way over. The evaporators broke. The you know, the ones that make you fresh water. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they broke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, we get a spare part. Guess what? Obsolete. They could. There's no spare parts. Oh God. So they had to make. They had to make a, a part. In the meantime, you had saltwater showers mm-hmm. and rationed water. Right. Drank all the milk and all everything else that they had. Right. It was, it was like, are you kidding me? Unbelievable. It's they finally like, made a part and got fresh water. Yeah. Wow. That was a, that was a hard luck ship. <laughs> I heard it. I heard the Mexicans have it now. I don't know. Was that right? Yeah, I heard it was given to uh, traded to the Mexican Navy or something. Yeah. Well, I've had a couple of guys on that were that were when they were transported to into Vietnam were on World War One transport ships. Oh, see, I was on a newer one. Yeah. Yeah, that, but gee whiz, that's it. Matter of fact, that was the first of his class, USS Newport, 1179. Huh? Wow. But anyhow. So, you, but you were a corpsman. That's, that, you know. Yeah. Yes, my specialty was preventive medicine. Yeah. That was a six month school in Oakland, California, where you got 42 and a half college credits in six months. Oh, wow. It was a very, very, very tough school. You had a, had a high score to get in it. Yeah, sure. A lot of dropouts, a lot of dropouts. Uh, we had this one girl. That's like Oakland, California. Yeah. We had this one girl there, right? She was messing around with the wrong people down in Oakland, if you know what I mean. Yep, yeah. So she was doing it with the drugs, this, that. And then and then she gets then she gets the clap, this, that, and the other thing. Ooh. So she eventually was, uh, you might say, thrown out of the Navy as undesirable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, <God>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. It was, a, it, was a, it was a real trip, believe me, when yeah. I tell you. Uh, did you, when you first went into Nam, did you have uh, someone who, who uh, kind of taught you the ropes? What? Someone, someone that you could, you know, as a as a FNG, you could you could go to and 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 they would essentially teach you how to stay alive. Well, actually, not really. Oh, I did it when I, everybody does. Like, I started I started off working on the in the Philadelphia and on the uh, male medical ward, which was actually a cancer ward. Nobody ever got out of there alive. Uh-huh. No, 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 no. Then you went into country. Oh, Vietnam? Yeah. Oh, yeah. when I went in there, um, seen it? Well, yeah, when I, my my tank commander, yeah. Yeah, okay. My tank commander. Matter of fact, um, he, he would he would tell me certain things, but, you know, when, one, one time when one, one of the grunts, they tripped him, he tripped a mine, right? And I jumped off the tank to help him get the guy on the um, 
to get him on on the chopper. Yeah. And we get back on the tank, and and he says to me, "Don't ever do that again. You don't never get off this tank." Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then I know why. Going down, ways you know, I forget how many, maybe months, two months. I don't know how many months it was. Mm-hmm. They were they were another and the grunt had hit a mine. They were, they were, you know, there was a corpsman there with the bottle, you know, with his IV. Right. Retro bearers, they were coming, and we're going to bring them over to the medevac. Well, they hit a mine and killed them all. Yeah, yeah. That's why you don't get off the tank. Yeah. Well, I used to tell the grunts that rode on mine, don't hang your legs over because you never know. Yeah. Harold. Yeah. Nah, he was a very good tank commander. Poor Harold. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. This is going to be kind of like after the fact. Uh-huh. Now, it's like we got we got these amp trackers. Yeah. And we're going to make tankers out of them, which is pretty easy to do, actually. It wasn't that bad. Uh-huh. I guess, I, I guess the, the, their tank, their um, amp track unit folded up or they just ran out of amp tracks or something. I don't know, because they're easy to blow up. Yeah. So we had this guy named Harold, right? Nice guy. Mm-hmm. So, he's done with his tour. He's going back to leave. He's going back on the tank, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he gets the Fulock Six, you know, Liberty Bridge, you know, by the river, you know, and there's like sand there and there's dips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was sitting on the front fender when it hit a dip, dip down. Uh-huh. He fell off and they got ran over and killed. Oh heavens. So that's that's why we call him poor Harold. Yeah. Wow. Talk about some bad luck. Yeah, God yes. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Yeah. It's gee whiz, that's awful. Yeah. It's that you know, you short timers are always uh you know, new guys and short timers always seem to be Overly cautious or underly cautious, depending on whether you're new or old. But um, yeah, it's that's those. That's the same thing. Like when when I got wounded, when the, when the tank hit the mine, mm-hmm. Quackenbush had a choice to either go on the mail run or take the tank. He went on the mail run. He made a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was another guy on there who was going home. And he got a little cut up and stuff. And they asked if he wanted a purple heart. No, that's all I want to do is go home. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I w- he probably wishes he had that purple heart now, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 I couldn't stand being anywhere but on the tank. It was just, you know. In fact, I, I did it. They tried to put me on mess duty one time, and... and uh, um, Two days later, I was back. I had, I had intentionally picked up a little bit of, uh, of uh, I guess it was trench foot or whatever it was, uh. and um, I, because I, I just, I had, for, I mean, for me, I just had to be in the bush. If it was, if it wasn't there, um, I just wasn't feeling like I was doing my thing. So, um, I started out. Everybody starts out as a loader. Yeah, we even we even had a, a truck driver named Red. Uh-huh. If we were short somebody, we taught him how to load. 
he'd come out and he'd come out and, uh, and load for us. Uh -huh. But him, he was a crazy son of a bitch. <laughs> he, he was, we were down at, where were we? We were in, um, no, we were at Anwar. He wanted to go to, wanted to go to 55. Uh -huh. Oh, come on, let's go to 55. Uh, stupid me, okay. Well, don't we got to wait for the convoy? No, 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 don't worry about it. Let's go. <laughs> now we're going down there, right? Uh-huh. And there's these rice farmers out there. Yeah, well, guess what? They weren't rice farmers. Uh, yeah. I picked up their AKs and started shooting at them. First thing I did was jump right down to the floor mm -hmm. with my hand on the gas pedal. Mm -hmm. Keep going. And they, they put they put quite a few rounds into the truck. Yeah. Matter of fact, he got a, he got nicked by a, he got nicked by one round in the arm. I says, "That's it. I ain't I ain't, I ain't going nowhere with you no more." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, my, you, know, you know stupid shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you're you're 19 for heaven's sake. You know. Invincible is, is, you know, and you just, you don't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I understood that there was a stretch of road, and I think you were talking about it, that was, you know, no, just everybody hated to drive it. It was just an awful place. You, you, if you went out on that road for whatever it was, a sweep or whatever, it didn't make any difference. You knew you were going to get hit. Yeah, well... The whole road itself, Liberty Road, was bad no matter what. Yeah. But there was a bend in the road. There was a bend. Oh, okay. Almost like a 90-degree bend like this. Uh-huh. And there was a blown-up Amtrak there, as a matter of fact. I got a picture of it. Yeah. And a blown-up Amtrak there, as a matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> and one day, we were going by there, and it was like a body hanging off it. I don't know whose it was. Wow. But we, we weren't going to go over there and look. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was a bad, that was a bad spot for you got to make that turn. Yeah, yeah. But the whole area was, that, the whole, everything was bad down there. Because yeah. usually the, the mines and the, and the booby traps were terrible. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, we would have to go through the, through the tree lines first. You know how you, 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 you buckle up, you, but, you know, mm -hmm. button down and you go through first. So you, you trip all the booby traps that, yeah. could kill, that would kill the grunt or wound them. Yeah. But it wouldn't do nothing to your tank. Yeah, yeah. We would go in first, and they would go behind us in the tracks. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. And the other thing I know, I, I've heard, is I was up north. I never was down south. So these stories are absolutely fascinating to me. The You guys that were down south, you had a whole different set of circumstances, but... Uh, oh yeah. Uh, I understand Gono Island was just one step away from hell. Mm. Did you hear? I was I, I was a driver most of the time because uh, I was the best driver they had. I never threw a track. Oh no kidding! Good for you. That's cool. I did run over mine though, but that's not throwing a track. No, well, and <laughs> the chances of that happening are pretty good at some point in time in thirteen months. Yeah, that rang my charms a little bit. I bet. Yeah, I bet it but did. But I didn't get hurt. Yeah, yeah. I can understand that. Okay. Um, 
Well, let's let's wrap this up then. Um, okay. Anything you'd like to to add or to share with the audience as a final yeah, thought? I'd just like to say one thing. Um, all the guys that I mentioned who were killed, except except poor Harold. I, I'm still trying to find out his last name. Uh-huh. My wife and I, we had visited every grave. Oh my! We left. Um, one of our challenge coins there uh, at the graves, and I would say, you know, you're talking like something like 50 years later, sometimes or you know a little more. Yeah. And 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 the grave just looks so, uh, you know, barren. You know what I mean? Nobody's yeah. been there in a long, long time. Yeah. Except so we left. We put a flags down. Put a flag down. For each yeah. Except. Uh, Huh? Except Ghost, we were there on his birthday. Yeah, so uh, Ghost, yeah. Ghost had a whole family there. Yeah, there are a lot of Ghosts over there. Yeah, what so a, people coming by there because it's so it, it's like his whole family was there. Yeah, what a nice tribute. That's you are to be saluted for that. That is just that's wonderful. That, you just know. some things you got to do, you know. Yep, yep, yeah. I understand that. I had I had uh, the night we got hit. I had three people killed. Uh, not, I mean, not me personally, but uh, the captain and a close friend of mine and, and uh, Corman. And uh, it took me 50 years, but I managed to touch bases with every one of those mm. families. So, you know, I, I, needed to, I, I needed to talk to them, and I'm not sure what that was, why, what that was about, but I just needed to talk to them and, and uh, tell them a little bit about what I knew about yeah. their about their son or husband or whatever it was, yeah. So, but you know, that, those are those are the things that that make it worthwhile. Really make it worthwhile. So, are you gonna are you gonna be at the um, the thing coming up there in uh yeah. Wyoming, you betcha. Yeah. Uh, Wyoming, yeah. 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 I don't know if I'm going to be able yeah. to do much, but but uh, I was going to, well, I wanted to drive, but, you know, just one more time. Yeah. But now, Hopefully I should be okay after my surgery by then, so I should be all, all yeah. ready to go. Yeah. Uh, we're, already booked, we're already booked in, so we're planning on going. Well, I've got a, I've got, a, I, I, they, they hit a, they hit the yeah. I have hip and, and back problems, and they, they, took care of my hip with a, a shot of corticosteroid but, oh. but I can't take another I can't take another shot until July so I'm not sure uh, exactly what that's going to be like there the the July yeah. one is my back and, well you gotta do what you gotta do man you know yeah no but I, yeah, absolutely I'm gonna be there yeah I will be there it's just a matter of <laughs> will I be able to even get up on the tank let alone get into one of the you know but but I'm going to try, yeah, and I will be there. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Wouldn't well, miss it. Yeah, that sounds good, Ron. Gosh, thank you, Carol. I understand. I I heard some of that in the background. Thank you both so very no. much. No, thank you. I really, uh, in the last maybe three years, I guess Seattle was the last time Ron started to document some of his service with the help of you. Bob Peavy. Oh, good. This, these guys need to get their their due. You know, they've they've done 
including you, did what your country need, needed done, yeah. and there's some hootful stories about it. Yeah. <laughs> when Ron gets to going, yeah. I'm amazed, and I just yeah. go to the reunions, and I, I am so in awe what all you guys did, and I'm, I'm so happy you're documenting it for them. Yeah. That is wonderful. Thank you. Well, uh, Ron, your career was just, uh, uh, I am so impressed with your career. That's, uh, you did so many different things and, and so many high-level things that, that you have much, much to be proud of. That's just terrific. So, um, Yes, one more thing. Yes, sir, please, go ahead. Yeah. You know what I did when, when I got out of the Navy? What's that? What I did when I got out of the Navy. Uh-huh. Go ahead. I got, a job, I got a job with the Food and Drug Administration in Philadelphia in the import section. Started out as a GS-5 uh-huh. inspector uh-huh. working on the piers. Yeah. And I became an investigator. Mm-hmm. Then I retired with 21 years as a GS-12 Step 8. Congratulations, yeah. That's terrific. I, I, I spent my first 12 years in, in with the IRS, and, and uh, so I'm, I'm very much familiar with uh, how, that, how the promotions and so forth go, and that's, that's impressive, very impressive. So, you, you know... I'm sitting in Florida enjoying retirement. Yeah. But, you know, I'll tell you what, one of the things that just, just struck me that fascinates, absolutely fascinates me about your career is Every time you moved, you went back down to the bottom, and you and you got right back up again, and you climbed right back up the rank. I mean, it was just that's you know what, that you know, that demonstrates hard work, intelligence, um, just, stubborn. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, that's you know, and there are so many of us that did those kinds of things and Carol I am so happy to be doing this this is this is what it's all about for me you know I know nothing I know nothing about down south I have learned more about Vietnam believe it or not talking with with Ron and the folks that were down south than I ever possibly knew I mean it's it's amazing that the the stories and and the places it's just it's you know I am grateful for everybody that's down there, Ron. You you included. I mean anybody that was down south, and I I have to say, our war was considerably different, and I I hold you guys in awe. You you had a lot more shit to worry about than than we did. Well, imagine how I feel when he went to Vietnam. I was ten years old. <laughs> so it meant nothing to me. I had no connection, yeah. no family member involved with Vietnam. Wow. So the war, the war was nothing to me. Yeah. In school, when I learned about it, huh? it really didn't sink in. But since I've been with Ron, I've gone to his reunions. I have learned so much and. Now I'm like, well, how could I have been so oblivious at the time? Yeah. It, it didn't affect me, so it didn't matter. Yeah. 
Yes. And that, unfortunately, I'm that in-between generation that that's what we learned. Nothing. Now, now I've learned it, and I'm like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. How right. could you not? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, we're um, you know, Ron, I think in many respects, as as weird or tough or as grueling as it was, I still think that that we are as a group, and I don't mean just tankers, but everybody that went to Vietnam. I think we are a very special group. Uh, Absolutely. That you know that it's just. Um, I think I think so many people missed out on on, you know how fast we grew up. You know, you were 19 years old, and they yeah, they trusted cool. you with half a million dollars worth of equipment, you know, ten lives. You know, I mean, it was just it was amazing, just amazing. So they trusted him to guard the president. Yeah, you know, yeah. when he was what 22? Yeah, 21. Yeah. I mean, 21. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing what they anticipated and expected out of a bunch of young guys. Yeah. And you were on your own. Yeah. <laughs> and and you, you, do. They, 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 you know, they still talk about us a bit, but you know what? I am, I am not the least bit sorry, and I would go back again in a heartbeat. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that way. Yep. You know, bring them home or send us back is uh, heard quite often. Seriously, not just, you know, a yeah. bunch of old guys sitting around the campfire. People are serious about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, to, to, to uh, defend and protect your country is, a, is, in my opinion, not just an obligation, but it's a very special duty. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, again, I thank you both. Um, I look for Ron. I look forward to seeing you in September. I'll okay. be there. We'll okay. be there. Good enough. Yeah, he, he ain't going without me. Forget that idea. <laughs> I want to see you guys trying to climb into a tank after how many years? Oh yeah. Well, what you know, forklifts and cranes come to mind real fast. Well, I I don't know. I. Yeah, you went to the mini reunion at Fort Benning, didn't you? No, no, I, I miss Benning. Uh-uh. Okay, well, I, I watched Blue when they said that, you know, okay, guys, there's, you know, uh, ladders next to the tanks if you want to go in, look around, help yourself. Yeah. Blue ran up those steps, dropped in a tank, and had a little mini flashback and <laughs> came out with a good, good outcome. Yeah. Yeah, he just had a blast. He was like a five-year-old. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I've I've ribbed him about it since. <laughs> I know he's going to be the first one up on the tank. Oh yeah, I yeah. know if, if he if he has to put springs on his feet, he's going to be the first one up there. Yeah, because he had such a blast at Benning. Yeah, well, he he and I and Rick Lewis are all coming up together. So, oh, okay. Well, doesn't Sparrow usually travel with you? Uh, yeah, he does. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, he's not going to be able to make this one. I think his health is is uh, failing him a little bit. Oh, that's a shame. Mm. So, that's a shame. yeah. So it's it's. Um, 
uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. But he might be. I, I mean, again, it's you know, it's a ways off. So true, true. Yeah. Well, look forward to seeing you. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be really great. It'll be, it'll be a hoot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Again, I thank you guys very much. This has been great, and I will see you. If I don't talk to you before, I will certainly see you okay. in Wyoming. Okay. All right. Thanks right. so much. Bye-bye. Courtesy of the red, white, and blue.